and start from now. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, welcome, everybody, to Crypto Hipster video podcast. I've done, a three, I've done 315 audio podcasts, and now this is my first video podcast, and I'm really excited and really honored uh, today to um, really be interviewing these three men. And uh, let's kick things off. I, I my name is Jamil Hassan. I'm the Crypto Hipster. I interview founders, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, all kinds of amazing people all over the world. And uh, today I have three amazing people from around the world. And uh, I have Bandeep Singh Rangar, who's the CEO of Phoenicia. James, I might, just, I might have pronounced that wrong, but you can, you can help me there. Uh, James Bowder, who's the founder um, and editor of, help me out here, James. Crypto AM. Crypto and his, and, and his bow water. <laughs> and I think I think Bundy's one is Fenekia. <laughs> and I have um, Thanks, James. I have hey, I'm gonna, sure I'm gonna get this wrong. Shia Plot uh, Tenzin Rinpoche. His yes, eminence. You did, you did perfectly well. Thank you. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much, Loving. Yeah. So let's kick things off. Um, let's start with James um, out of random, uh, you know. Uh, tell me about your background, please. And is it a logical background for what you're doing now? Well, I hope so. Um, uh, I, I, I think really I just I'll skip to the bit that's relevant and germane to the conversation, which is that um, uh, I'm, I'm known as Crypto Insider. Um, I have a number of projects that I'm involved with um, and have been for some time. Uh, but uh, going back to um, February 2018, I had a chance encounter with a friend of mine who had become the chief operating officer of City AM uh, newspaper in London, which is the leading uh, free to free to band um, uh, publication and most well-respected financial paper in the square mile of London. Uh, it was launched uh, circa 18 years ago, and um, I suggested to Harry, the CEO at the time, that it might be an interesting idea um, to share, as I started my journey in blockchain and, uh, and the world of digital assets and crypto, uh, but I also include frontier technology like AI and, and, and ultimately uh, we'll be doing with quantum, um, to start that journey and share what I learned with the traditional audience of, um, of City AM, traditional finance audience of City AM. You know, and actually that was, that's now five years ago. Uh, so at the time we, we became the first mainstream publisher to feature this nascent industry on a regular basis. So uh, we started uh, officially on the 18th of June, 2018 with a, a double page spread, uh, which was also published online as a static PDF. Not ideal, but it was a start. And then fast forward through history, I also started building um, a community in London uh, within the industry. So I was, was become known for doing things like blockchain breakfasts and so forth, and then uh, networking dinners and having panel discussions and just really formulating, uh, you know, narrative about the educational side of things and also regulatory side of things, which is fundamental to the industry that's um, 
was perceived as the Wild West. And time has gone on, uh, which led to uh, a very infamous date in the United Kingdom, which um, probably isn't the, gr the greatest day, but it was for me, it was the greatest day. It was the first Crypto AM Awards um, celebration which is an independent awards uh, you know, event where um, the industry votes votes you know on its peers on merit rather than um, buying a buying an award, which is <laughs> kind of a kind of a common thing. Anyway, the uh, the eleventh of March was actually the day that we declared a pandemic in the United Kingdom. Um, and to give you an absolute compare and contrast, the same venue. Uh, for me, held 190 people, and six days later, 220 people were supposed to come for a major celebration of a publication that were turning was turning 50, and only 35 people turned up. So that was really a, a very good example of how things had changed immediately, and um, and and it forced uh, the newspaper for its first time in history to 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 stop the printing presses. Um, and therefore go online, which actually, and ironically, was what I'd always been wanting to happen with Crypto M, because obviously my audience, which includes um, titans like Bundy, um, you know, they're, they're used to digital and interactivity. So actually, it, it, it also helped the newspaper develop into a predominantly online publication. And in fact, now we only we only print the newspaper four days a week um because obviously the main focus now is on online but the, the the message hasn't changed it's all about educating and building community so that's 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 where i came in in terms of being the crypto insider that's because i am uh i, I mean I, i've done my own projects that i was involved with but i think the the most notable because again in the same timeline it occurred um is uh, world mobile which is a project that addresses the fact that um, half the world is offline, readily offline, in other words, doesn't have ready access to the internet. So, uh, and, and therefore we were address, we very much addressing, uh, are addressing the digital divide that, that divides um, everyone so badly. So that 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 was the real big project that kicked off, and then I'm on a number of other projects, all chosen really for their synergistic value and also their longevity potential. And that includes a uh, great, great pleasure of being an advisor um, on, on Bundeep, Bundeep's company, which I know why it's called Finecchia, so financial equality. See, so there's a theme gathering here. Uh, and, and, and obviously these things take you to different events and different uh, gatherings because that's how we exchange ideas and develop things. And we ended up um, uh, this year going... Uh, to Davos uh, for the World Economic Forum, which has a side event along the promenade, which is outside the sort of the the the, the, the WEF um, sort of uh, iron iron curtain around it, you know, security uh, cordon around it, and um, that attracts a lot of people from uh, the blockchain and frontier technology space. And um, I was running late unusually for me um sorry i was five minutes late today and uh so i watched through the power of connectivity the interview that i was wanting to watch um in the back of a car arrived at the thing and then uh, 
and found uh, his eminence was queued up to be the next speaker. And I was curious to know uh, what he wanted to say. Um, we didn't meet, uh, but that was the start of this particular journey. So that sort of brings you up to speed. Thank you very much. Uh, Bandeep. Hey, thank you. Uh, so I guess I'm trying to cover two themes here. One is this, the, the digital economy and the second is uh, the peace sanctuary and, and the initiative here, if I got you right. Um, so quite interestingly, the convergence that happened at the very moment that I met his eminence, because we met at a round table here in Dubai called the Satoshi round table. So aptly named after the, the, the Satoshi white paper on Bitcoin, right? So um, we met as you would expect at any good tech conference in an elevator. And that's the appropriate forum for an elevator pitch. Um, so in the, <laughs> In this particular elevator ride, which is probably 30 seconds, we weren't actually pitching um, any business. We were pitching uh, or, or, or hearing and listening about spirituality. And in some ways, I think the dovetailing of uh, what many entrepreneurs are motivated by, which is to create a better world, which is to have a social impact, which is to promote financial inclusion, sort of sits in the back of your mind and motivates you on a more subliminal basis. But then it's brought to bear when you have uh, a Buddhist Lama there of his eminence's refuge who's conducting um, meditation courses. Um, and while I didn't have the good fortune of uh, going to one of those meditation classes at the, at the actual conference, we connected and we exchanged our details and uh, we kind of figured there was a larger story that was going to be playing out. Uh, and of course, you know, things went on, a few weeks went by didn't really connect and uh, then got introduced to his eminence again through James uh, and through another mutual friend um, to then look at what is being built in Kathmandu um, as a world-class institution to promote something very simply called peace. So, you know, my business is about investing in entrepreneurs. It's about investing in things that are going to change the world and the digital economy and digital assets that we back are Part of that thesis of creating a better, less authoritarian, freer world. Um, and without stretching the metaphor too far, I think that some of the, the central, central tenets of, of faith, such as Buddhism, which are, has many universal values and, and, and humanitarian as, as, at its core, will espouse values that are similar. I do not get attached to a particular um, nation or state. You're beyond that. You don't get... Uh, caught up in this lust for power because your biggest fights are not external but internal and too many of us are seeking that lust for power or attachment to material things that then leads to bad consequences whether it's in a corporate boardroom or whether it's in a, in a, in a battlefield both of which are uh, despised by uh, people who are looking to promote peace so that that as much as it might seem a bit of a stretch to have a tech digital asset focused uh, conference uh, lead to a uh, monastery in Kathmandu. Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, a few weeks later, I found myself in a flight with James and the mutual friend Lorna uh, and a few other friends. We were basically out there um, with John Lee and looking at um, a monastery that uh, His Eminence has run and where there was a convocation ceremony in five months. So we're getting their equivalent of what would be a master's degree. And, and it was very touching. It was touching for its simplicity at some level this was not like a you know a convocation ceremony you'd go at western university um, on the other hand it was uh, about studying 
for a cause that was perhaps higher than what many other people studied. This is about promoting uh, a Buddhist philosophy worldwide, and we find ourselves just being attracted to it. So since then, we've been trying to do what we can to help out and, and uh, help his eminence with this larger mission. And then uh, the story continues, including a, a short visit by his uh, eminence in London this last week. Awesome. His eminence, um, your background, and please, and, and it's logical background for what you're doing now. Well, and uh, I am right now in the Himalayas and uh, in the monastery in Kathmandu. And it seems like uh, and a monk who is in the monastery in the Himalayas have no business with uh, blockchain and uh, crypto and Bitcoin and modern technology. But that is not how it is happening now. <laughs> you know, for me, and uh, what you know, was really uh, leading and uh, until now is that uh, I was in the USA and Europe and traveling for the last 35 years, giving talks, teachings, retreats and seminars in uh, temples, retreat centers, uh, monasteries and churches, synagogues and universities. So as I, I was traveling, and I was sharing my knowledge and experience. What I realized is everyone is suffering in one way or other, and no one is free from suffering, and everyone is looking for something that is much more than what they have achieved conditionally in a materialistic world. So as I have envisioned that there needs to be a universal peace destination because in a way, everyone is a peace lover, whether you are consciously, you know, really pursuing or you are not conscious about it. And uh, as I see that in the world today, many religious, you know, believers followed many religious leaders for thousands of years, and it did, did serve very well and to a certain degree, because we can say that by seeing the relics today, such as Jerusalem and Bethlehem, like Mecca and Medina, and Ram Janambhumi for Hindu, Golden Temple for Sikh, and Bodh Gaya for Buddhist as such, are very, very beautiful sacred places. However, I come to realize that these sacred places are not inclusive enough. And furthermore, these are territorial still because therefore it doesn't necessarily serve for entire humanity. And therefore we need a place for all inclusive, a spiritual sanctuary, non-denominational, non-political, non-biased. So I come to realize that this is something that I must be pursuing because this is I envision. And I felt that I have a vision to contribute something towards mankind. So as I was, you know, involving in this thing, you know, I was, uh, in a, become a very close friends with uh, some of the crypto and uh, like uh, founders and who have founded cloud mining and who have founded many different mining companies and so on and so forth. And they also get to know what I'm trying to do. Then they requested me to come to Necker Island. Uh, 
to attend a blockchain annual conference and they asked me to come and do a presentation and speak. And I was thrilled to do this because I realized that this modern technology that we have has a power to not just decentralize world economy, has a power to base world economy on peace. So therefore I realized that the essence of this modern technology, the development is to truly promote peace as such until today, world economy is based on wars. And everything that we know of world economy today is based on wars. Now with this wonderful development of technology, we have possibility to create world economy from now onwards on peace. Therefore, World Peace Forum and World Economic Forums are like a two sides of one point. So with that, then I was able to really share all my you know, friends on that conference, including you know, uh, our friend you know, who really have founded that Necker Island and a very important person. And he is very good because he even requested me to teach meditation. And I spoke and share you know, for hour and 15 minutes just with him personally. And uh, from there onwards, you know, I have friends then they requested me to join in one company, NFT company. <laughs> so, so I become the, you know, one of the founders of the NF company, NFT company. And I named that NF, NFT company as a, an one mind. One mind is the name of the company. So of course I don't have money to invest, <laughs> but, uh, I was able to really contribute to see how we can empower musicians and artists in a such a way that they will be able to truly reap the benefit of this modern technology. Then after that, then I had opportunity to you know, join a panel discussion with some of the African leaders, including the president of Africa in Washington DC on Africa summit. There I met many friends and who really would like to know what I was doing. And I share everything that I was doing about creating the destination for every peace lovers in the sacred place, a UNESCO World Heritage Site in Lumbini, Nepal. And then they kept their mind and I asked that please share this with everyone because you know, peace is everyone's right, as well as peace is everyone's responsibility as well. So therefore it is very important for us to inspire everyone around the world to be part of this so that this becomes a movement. It's not only Shalpa Rinpoche who can establish peace and who can make happen for everyone. I can have the vision, I can lead the, and uh, really this wonderful, you know, life-changing, most historic you know, project, but we need everybody to involve. So this gentleman from there, he kept in his mind, he realized that I was doing something very special. So then two weeks before the uh, Davos World Economic Forum, he called me and he, he said, Rinpoche, and I have something in mind. I would like to talk to you on Monday and make sure you have a little bit of time for me. I said, absolutely, I have as much time as you want. And then he already reached in Davos. And from Davos, he called me and he said, I have a, my boss with me and I would like you to talk to your boss. And if a you know, boss agrees, then we would like you to come to 
divorce and to attend. This was only two weeks before the divorce, and I didn't have planned to go. But then I talked to his boss, and uh, who is one of the most important, you know, person on the promenade. Uh, he is the really one who is helping so many people in Davos, you know, to really organize and make this happen. And they called me. And after they talked to me for 10, 12 minutes, and this wonderful man named Rich Stonbach, and he said to his you know, assistant, uh, partner said, look, I want Rinpoche to come here. He has something very special to contribute. Do everything that you need to do to make sure he gets here. Whatever arrangement you need to do, please do. And uh, I want him to be here. And then he said, your eminence, uh, if you could come a few days earlier, that would be wonderful. So I said, yes, definitely I will come. And then somehow we managed a ticket and I came to you know, Switzerland. And I, as I came to Switzerland uh, in Zurich and the train station, I met this television crew and a German and version of BBC. And they spotted me on the train station. I was the only one peacock uh, and with all the birds there because of what I was wearing and where I was dressing. So it's easy to spot me. So, so they asked me, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to Davos. And he said, what are you doing in Davos? I said, I'm going to attend World Economic Forum. And then they were a little bit surprised that a monk from the Himalayas, a Lama from the Himalayas going to Davos. Then we had discussion a little bit more and he said, and uh, when do you get up in the morning? And I said, I get up in the morning at 5 a.m. And they said, and when do you start meditating? I start meditating at 5 a.m. And he said, can we come to you know, shoot you know, your day in the Davos you know, from morning to end? I said, definitely you can you know, do that and welcome. And then we took a train together. We had a wonderful discussion and they had a great idea uh, to sort of like really you know, so like capture this. And the first time a Lama in Davos uh, and the World Economy Forum. But anyway, then later we become very friend and they said, Rinpoche, 5 a.m. is a little bit too early for us. Do you mind uh, <laughs> you can come at 8 a.m.? <laughs> so I said, oh, it's a television, so you can do anything you want. So I, I'm happy, you know, whenever you want to interview me, I will be there. So anyway, they took interview and it was wonderful. They really, you know, tried to spread the message of peace to all their audiences after recognizing what I was trying to do. So then I had such a wonderful time. They hosted me in the penthouse, which is the most popular place in Davos on that you know, promenade. I did not know that, but later I realized that that is the Mecca for everyone you know, who comes to Davos. They, you know, all the presidents, the prime ministers, the senators, and, you know, billionaires, they all come there. So I was able to then have many opportunities to share the vision of universal peace and universal peace sanctuary with everyone. I try to say that really we need to build peace within to build peace in the world. And World Economic Forum attendees have responsibility because you have opportunity to now involve in a living legacy this is opportunity for living legacy, which is more important than you do something after you pass away. So there, you know, I also had opportunity to open the Crypto Monday. And when I opened the you know, Crypto Monday and I spoke, 
and many people you know, were there and they appreciated a you know, few things that I was interested to share. And there, I think James <laughs> was able to also sort of like, uh, you know, experience and you know, that environment. So somehow we are energetically connected in this way. And then later, you know, we were able to again meet in Satoshi Roundtable, where I had opportunity to lead meditation and finding ways to handle all the CEOs and leaders, how to handle their companies and their work with spiritual value, which is a compassionate heart. So in that sense, then I was able to share much more about uh, what I'm doing. And then and James had this wonderful company and a Jade mining company, Jade Wall. I failed, I failed to mention that bit in the introduction. <laughs> yeah, but that was very beautiful. So for me to then and, uh, talk about it and share about it, we made a really good connection. And from there, at that same place, and I met Bandeep in the elevator and it was like a very short moment, but it was very deep moment because we both are sincerely able to connect to each other. And that residual effect from that meeting was Bandeep and James, they were all able to come to my monastery just for 12 hours, <laughs> just for two hours, but very, very full 12 hours. And it was wonderful to have them you know, come to my monastery and we had honor of their presence when we had a first convocation ceremony in the monastery. And from there, I went to London and, uh, last week and then in, a, in Dubai, and now I'm back in Kathmandu. So um, now we are all together, Dubai, London, and Kathmandu with New York and a link. So very happy to be here. So this is uh, my connection. I've got, got to interrupt now, Rinpoche, because uh, the, uh... The bit that I didn't know was that that it was Rich Strombach who had invited you to Davos. <clears throat> you mentioned uh, Bundeep, our friend, mutual friend Lorna. Well, she's incredibly good friends with Rich and Doug Strombach, his brother. <laughs> so this, and, and and then at the London home of um, Bundeep, he was very kind enough to host us all um, to a wonderful Indian lunch and also a good speech from, from, from Rinpoche as well as, you know, to create an opportunity for me to make a donation of Jade to the, um, to the project. But at that meeting also was a guy called Chris Cleverly, who's the president of Tingo Holdings, who'd been speaking to you independently four years ago during, um, COVID, <laughs> excuse me, and this all comes together. It's an astonishing thing. Astonishing. Yes. Sounds, sounds amazing to me. Um, I've been to, to, to Tibet Monastery um, before. That was really incredible experience. And I've been to Kathmandu, and that was I liked it a lot back in 2004. Um, I want to find out a few things. I'm going to follow up. I have all kinds of follow-up questions. <laughs> what you said already. But the first question that I want to take care of is this. What is the universal, uh, the universal Peace Sanctuary and the Universal Peace Gala all about, including your mission, vision, and purpose? And then also there's some kind of roadmap that happened, right, that was interrupted by COVID, but now you're back on your roadmap. So could you please walk us through um, all that, please? Yes, definitely. Universal Peace Sanctuary, when I say universal, what I mean by that is that uh, this sanctuary 
is within everyone in the center of your heart the essence of your being is the most peaceful place if you are able to and uh, embrace natural way of being natural way of being so as we try to really so like uh, integrate in the heart of our being it is very important for us to relate to everything that is in the relative world a relative world in a conditional world where we are able to experience it where we are able to work with it so that we accumulate very good karma which means we are able to truly understand clearly what is the purpose of life why we are here on this earth in the first place and who are we we are not a dead walking corpse on earth at all we are a living being and who are able to truly experience the essence of our being so universal peace sanctuary when i call a sanctuary that is where you can take refuge in the unconditional heart of your being where you can take refuge by freeing yourself from all conditional things freeing yourself from all your defilements obstacles whatever that is limiting you and chaining you so that sanctuary is the place exists within all of us to be able to truly connect to that we have to also relate externally meaning we have to find excuses to work together find a meaningful way to live and a skillful way to live for that i feel that universal peace sanctuary is a destination for every peace lovers on this earth and as far as i'm concerned there is no one who is not a peace lover only whether we are consciously aware of it or we are not aware of it but nonetheless we are all looking for a true purpose of our being and this is the opportunity for all my friends to have a living legacy as bandeep said earlier real entrepreneurs who want to succeed in their role is to find true purpose you know i don't think everyone is capable of becoming like a prince siddharth leaving his palace at the 29 years old and have nothing to do with his absolute power and palatial lifestyle and nothing like that everybody is capable of right now however everybody is capable of handling their life in a meaningful way in a skillful way so i consider this is my opportunity to share with my friends like bandeep and james and many others so let's walk together let's take the journey of life together let's have a meaningful life and let's do something for humanity to save this world and hello save this world and bring peace <laughs> to bring peace to the entire humanity not only now and this generations many many generations to come we have responsibility to truly save we have really responsibility to truly bring something very very meaningful so this is what i feel today my opportunity to go around the world and share with everyone because i do not have any personal agenda for myself and i am a position and a place where i'm very comfortable in my being but now it is my opportunity to celebrate with everyone by inspiring everyone to involve in something very very meaningful so this is a place where all leaders can also come to congregate and try to find solution through dialogue and there is the 1500 seater conference hall where all leaders can come for conferences peace conferences 
and world economic conferences, world environmental conferences, many conferences can be held there. There is a peace museum, there is a peace library and peace where we will have research about the peace, how to implement in a such an unconditional way that we are able to establish unconditional peace, lasting peace for entire human beings. And this is also can be a wellness center where people can come and meditate, people can come and really find themselves by going within. So there's so much that we can do. Not only the construction part of the building is important. After having constructed all the thinkers and all the movers and shakers, I would like to invite everyone from whatever background it is possible to have opportunity for them to really brainstorm and do something great because there's no limit in this possibility. And that is, and if I may, uh, in a short form, that is about the Universal Peace Sanctuary. And to raise the awareness of this, I feel that we need to have much greater approach and way to spread this message because we want to inspire everyone we want to make sure everyone become responsible of their life, to make sure they don't take life for granted because life is not a rehearsal. So for that, we are coming to Hollywood on the eve of Mother's Day to organize a gala dinner where everyone will be able to celebrate so that we are able to appreciate unconditional love of mother as a basis, example basis for the lasting peace in the world and lasting peace within. And this gala dinner, May 13th, we are organized and we would like to invite everybody like-minded. And we really do not need to send invitation for this to anyone because anybody who wants to come is invited. <laughs> that kind of approach we have. And this is what we are doing. And right now, Bandeep and James and Chris and many people who are supporting to make this happen and make this become a very successful one. From there onwards, we want to have many, many meetings around the world and we want to have in-depth conversation to see how we can move forward and everybody, how they can have opportunity to do something great with their charitable heart and with their means from resources that they have. Thank you. You are mute, I think. You're uh, Jamil. Uh, Thank you. I did. I did meet myself. <laughs> anything, uh, Bundeep or James? Anything to add to that? Bundeep. Either yeah. Bundeep, well, uh, first. James, why don't you go ahead and then I'll, I'll add afterwards. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that. Um, yeah, I mean, just I mean to contextualize it. You know, there's a beautiful structure that's been um, the thought uh, thought through um, for this and. Uh, as a as a as a meaningful gesture to bring um, some focus to the to the project, um, the company that I founded, Jade Vault, uh, and its sister Jade City, um, so made in the name of Jade City, have agreed to donate sufficient jade to build the um, the centerpiece statue of Queen Maya Devi. Um, I mean, it's sort of rather like this. I don't know if you can see, but um, uh, that will be the figure um, that ultimately will grace the, uh, uh, the, 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 the halls of the sanctuary. Um, but obviously between now and the physical build of the sanctuary, 
the wonderful thing about the technologies that Bandeep and I are involved with um, and the friends that we brought to, together um, and actually other friends that brought us in. So, you know, I mean, the, the person who really brought this to my attention really was John Lee who I knew through somebody else who wanted me to meet at the Satoshi Roundtable to which I'd invited Bandeep. You know, in other words, everything sort of came, is happening almost for a reason, uh, uh, clearly. Um, so one of the things that we can do in the modern day, uh, which will also help the effort of, of, of financing potentially the, 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 um, the, the sanctuary itself, is to develop um, in parallel a, a metaverse, so like a 3D rendition of the sanctuary where indeed, you know, Rinpoche's messages can actually be shared with like-minded people that people can then be involved and, 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 and start to learn and share ideas and, and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, you know, a humble little rock that turns into something a bit nicer, which I think Bundeep's got around his neck. Um, there you go. You know, and, 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 and here we go. So <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's a very beautiful, sacred stone that's been evolved over millennia, well, mi millions, eons or epochs, whatever, whatever the right phrase is. I mean, 700 million years in the making with a billion to one odds of it being formed. This stone and uh, amazing, amazing, amazing properties that go with it, and I'm just very, very lucky that 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 um, I was introduced to the mine itself two years ago with a challenge: how do we, how do we make this happen? Uh, and again, it's 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 the it's the it's through the innovative technologies that Bundeep and I so you know are so passionate about that we've been able to do it, you know, so each and every share, you know, standard old bog standard, you know, share in, 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 the, in, in, in my company is underpinned by uh, one kilo block of jade, you know, so it's underpinned, so it's a real world asset that's, um, you know, giving, giving strength to something, and, um, you know, the, the, the possibilities by, by, by making this donation of inspiring people to do something similar, um, we're not lost on any of us. And I think that the gathering that we held in London, I mean, we, 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 we you know, rather like, you know, Bundeep and I jumping on a plane, literally uh, the day after we had lunch, um, there we were, right? Um, literally the day after. Um, and, you know, London was a very similar thing. You know, Bundy wasn't supposed really to be in London. Mind you, you're not supposed to be in Dubai at the moment. You're probably supposed, <laughs> to, be, supposed to be in Canada or something, you know. But, yep. you know, our, our lives change uh, on an almost minute-by-minute basis. And, and the fact that we were able to pull together, um, you know, a, a group, I think, of about 40 astonishingly... Um, connected and interconnected people i mean this is this is I mean, this is why i was able to mention a good friend chris cleverly he has a friend rajesh who i'd never met in my 30 years of knowing chris which is the same length of time they'd known each other is a friend of his eminence who also who had invited him to come to the lunch 
and they'd been talking unbeknownst to any of us about the peace sanctuary before the COVID interruption. So literally from that one gathering at Bundeep's home, you know, we have made the donation, you know, and I did that, but I was very lucky. I had my own mother with me to be able to dedicate this. I actually talked to Bundeep about this project because I went from Rio de Janeiro, <laughs> Sao Paulo, and Sao Paulo, I hightailed it back to um, Dubai to make it in time for the 6th of March, which is the, the, the birthday of my beloved three-year-old dog, but also Bundeep. <laughs> Luna, Luna's lovely, and I'm certainly not comparing Bundeep to a dog, but very, very important people in my life. And um, so to be able to come back in time to listen to his speech, which was about the, 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 the and as a Sikh, he had a wonderful, um, uh, what was it? Wai, wai, waiguru. Waiguru? Waiguru. Yeah. Waiguru. Waiguru. And I'm sure you're going to give the explanations of that. But also, he had <laughs> Vinny's mother with him. And I said, My goodness, Bundy, I've got to tell you what's going on. This story is, you know, you have to come and see Rinpoche again, who you met in, you know, Satoshi Roundtable, because it is exactly the message. Of, of, of the Universal Peace Factory. And this kind of eventuality has been happening almost on a daily basis since we became involved in the project, okay? And, you know, to that end, uh, we're all converging on uh, Beverly Hills, um, you know, on the 13th of May, which is the Eve of Mother's Day in, in, in America and many other parts of the world. I know it's, not, it's slightly different in the United Kingdom, uh, which is actually why rather lovely. I was able to, you know, have my mother present when I made the, uh, when we signed the donation, which is that document here, which I have it to hand if it happens. So, you know, being able to spread awareness, it's also meant that I've, I'm now in touch with a friend of my oldest friend, you know, um, of uh, over... 32 years I've known him, but I haven't seen him for many years. He is a, a stylist to the stars in Hollywood now. So it's Lionel Richie, John Legend, and people like that are his clients, you know, and David Thomas knew Deborah Bourne, who was also at the lunch, you know, and it's crazy. We've got this amazing tool now called Zoom. We're talking now in Kathmandu, in Dubai, in London, and I, I, Jamil, I don't know where you are, but then we've got WhatsApp groups. We can send documents. We can send images. And in in the old days, when you know, when 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 Bundeep was probably in charge, there were lots of Skype messages. <laughs> so you know, it's an amazing thing this technology that we have. So I couldn't be more delighted to be helpful and and and, and hopefully inspirational to other people. You know, because people like Bundeep inspire me, and Rinpoche inspires me. So you know, why not? Let's just get on and do it. Abandip, anything to add? James is being too kind, but there we go. Um, so James mentioned the um, the speech I gave, and I, I referred to the the expression we use in Sikhism for God, and I, I repeated that last week in London when we hosted this uh, lunch for about forty people uh, at my residence. 
Um, and the word very simply is broken down into four, uh, actually three, four words. Um, why guru? So why is the word like wow in English? It's the wonderfulness that you experience. Hey is a salutation, like oh God, oh Lord. So hey is very similar. Gu is darkness and ru is light. So guru is literally an enlightener, the person who takes you from darkness to light. And why guru is that moment of wonderfulness when you go wow you know you talk about the wow factor well you go wow when you experience anything that's enlightening and that itself is divinity that moment of um exhalation of this experience of this wonderfulness is what god is about and that could be you know staring at uh, james's dog's face who also shares the same birthday as mine apparently um or it could be staring at a child's face or it could be looking at a flower in the garden it could be staring at the ocean, or it could be a moment when people come together. And that to me is what ultimately this is about, is about experiencing divinity and not trying to uh, cubbyhole it in some institutional form that frankly not most really understands and too often they're marred by politics than anything that's really meaningful. So you look at sort of what, what inspires me is obviously my faith uh, in Sikhism, and, and we have a few things that we share with when, when uh, His Eminence Rinpoche talks about the world being very much in pain and people are looking for purpose well we have similar tenants where you know there is a lot of pain and suffering and people are trying to find a way past it and also acknowledging that we are mortal right? you can only start living there's a expression in Sikhism about Looks like he bounced for. I, well, no, I, I think he might have pushed the wrong button on his uh, machine. I mean, that's entirely. Yeah. That's okay. Um, he can finish the, his thoughts when he comes back, but I'll move on to the next question in the meantime, then. It's not a problem. Um, because there's a few sayings that go around this, uh, that go around um, your project. One is let's make more fashionable, you know? Another one is, Peace, everybody's project, right? Well, what I'd, I'd also, if I if I might just add to that, um, because yeah. this again was born out of our um, born out of our meeting. Um, you know how people love to simplify things into you know hashtags, and I think that you know making peace more fashionable than war as a as a as a as a call to action is completely wonderful but the how is we can do you know hashtag piece by piece hashtag block by block the building blocks of the sanctuary the block on the blockchain uh piece by each individual piece so you know it's i know it's a play on words but it doesn't matter it, it, it you know simplicity is key and the fact yeah. is that the overarching mission is making peace more fashionable than war to make peace more fashionable than war it, you know the the, the 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 phrase is the same it's just um you know different tenses um and you know that is something that you know everyone goes oh well, just, let's i want world peace well great everyone wants peace but it's what how how do you do that that's where rinpoche has been so smart and and and, and thoughtful and 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 actually you know, it is something that with modern technology we can do. You know, when you when you look at um, you know the, the the online gaming world, you know where people communicate 
with one another on headsets with a boom microphone playing a game and you're making friends online. It might be you or it might be a different version of you, an avatar, you know, whatever. You know, kids who are lonely can reach out to other kids and all of that stuff. So, and then there's a massive source of um, learning and experience and all of these things. But also the power of the, the sheer number of people. And, uh, you know, it is entirely feasible if people understand his eminence's message that, and they, they, they buy into it, it's open to anyone and everyone. They don't necessarily have to give their hard-earned money. It might be that they give their time because there are plenty of people um, in the world of, you know, AI learning and development. You know, in fact, I was at a, at a, at a, at a, um, something, you know, actually, ironically, Crypto Mondays. You know, um, you mentioned Lou Kerner had invited you to Crypto Monday in Davos. You know, I, 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 um, I'm a sponsor of Crypto Monday in London, you know, both as Crypto AM and as Jade City. And in fact, there was one last night. The reason I was excited to go to that one is because Amayan Shakes, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for ages, who created a company called Fletch AI. So we talked at length about, you know, um, how these AI engines, for want of a better word, are being trained. Okay, so training an AI thing requires, all it requires is your time. That means you can also be rewarded. Well, who's to say that by giving of your time, you then actually pass your reward on to the sanctuary? That's one way to do it. That means they haven't actually spent any of their own money. They've just invested time. So there are many different possibilities. And when you take, a, a, I mean, I, I mean, the, the, the irony isn't lost on me that I've been wondering, you know, there's an advertisement going around the billboards of the underground in London at the moment, which uh, is highlighting the fact that the game, the very popular game Call of Duty, has 150 million players worldwide. Well, one dollar from each of those, these sanctuary paid for, right? You know, it's not rocket science to understand that power of the, the movement and sensibility of the people who use the medium that we are discussing. That's it, not rocket science. So if we can raise awareness and, and, and uh, encourage you know, these mega, you know, companies, I mean, and then I know that for one example, you know, um, his eminence met with a really lovely man um, in, in Atsutosha Roundtable by the name of Yatsu. And Yatsu is the executive chairman of Animoca Brands. Animoca Brands has 135 companies, 135 companies combined with an, a global audience, probably in the billions, you know? Again, none of this is rocket science. And one other thing I'd like to add is that I, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, you know, I'm a British guy. Um, one of the things that, you know, has emerged um, from the, you know, death throes of historic imperialism is 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 actually a a a, 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 a club of nation states um, called the Commonwealth. It's a voluntary thing. You don't, 
you know, no one's forcing anyone to be part of the Commonwealth. And yet we have 56 nations, 56 nations made up of two and a half billion people called the Commonwealth. Why is it called the Commonwealth? Because we all have something in common. It's called English law. Law is very important to anything that we do uh, like this. So having a framework where we can actually work together also makes sense. So, you know, to inspire the Commonwealth to be involved in this would be pretty cool, right? In fact, that was my mother's idea. Um, she knows she knows I'm passionate about all this stuff, but she's equally passionate about the Commonwealth. And our late Queen, she she was uh, instrumental in creating the Queen's canopy. The Queen's canopy is a is a is a is a a natural preservation thing, you know, of, of, of ecological significance. So is peace. You know, there are lots and lots of different ways that this can happen, but it does require people to give of their time and be generous with it. I agree. And Rinpoche, my next question for you is, is this, is, is um, I love the concepts. I love the ideas, you know, and all over the world you have rogue governments, overstepping agencies, dictators, military cabals, and everybody who is in it for the world for their own power and their own personal gain. And how do we overcome the challenges of getting the message to them about, you know, peace and collaboration in through their mindsets personal gain? How do we deal with those challenges? Yes, that's a very, very good question. And uh, as far as I can tell, and first and foremost, is we must have compassion towards all those individuals by knowing that they too have ability to truly rise to the occasion if they are giving opportunity, if they are in a conducive place, if they have a right kind of friends to influence them. And I feel that it is very important for us to truly share the wisdom that being selfish, you know, being conditional, being habituated, being led by greed and power is not necessarily going to make you a great person. And it is not necessarily going to bring you fulfillment in your life at the last moment of your breath, when you have only, only one more breath left to breathe, at that time, if you look back at your life, you will truly regret if you took your life for granted. So <clears throat> I'm sure all these people, they don't want to have that kind of regret and uh, don't want to experience that kind of excruciating pain. We have to sympathize. We have to truly have empathy and compassion towards all these people. By that, we have to bring clarity. We have to be able to truly explain why it is important to find true purpose in our life. Why it's important to become a very good friend with your own unconditional self instead of being led by habituated, ignorant way. So as far as I'm concerned, this Universal Peace Sanctuary will be education center for world leaders. This is where you are going to get educated by bringing clarity in your mind because I feel that in this UNESCO World Heritage Site in Lumbini Sacred Garden, <clears throat> any world leaders come there, 
they will be able to truly look deep within themselves and find goodness within them. And I think this is the what one we need to really do through example. We cannot just talk about it. We need to be example to all these beings by really unselfishly we are giving ourselves and we are relating to everyone without judgment and without denigrating them, without putting them down, without pulling their legs. It's so important for us to truly inspire, truly lead them in a such a way that they are able to truly appreciate. World leaders, therefore, will find clarity in this universal peace sanctuary. And this is going to be an institution where people are able to truly learn to serve humanity and serve themselves in a most meaningful way. Can I just say, uh, can I just quickly add that, 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 yep. that Bundy, Bundy will be rejoining the call. Okay. Good. He, did have a te he had a technical thing which was then interrupted by a telephone call. So he will, you can edit this bit out. <laughs> Sorry, Rimshay, but Bundy will rejoin. Okay, great. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to ask since we talk about, since you just mentioned technology, right? We have a world now that is characterized by rapidly advancing and evolving technology, such as, you know, Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto, NFTs, all that stuff, metaverse, everything. It's also, you know, and, and that's great. It's wonderful. And that's why I'm here too. Um, but there's also through social media causing hostility toward people as individuals and as ethnic and gender groups, right? How do you find that joy in every bad breath and be at peace within ourselves when every message coming your way from these new technologies is hostile? Well, I think it, it if I might just say this, this is interesting because um, the conversation very much around a, I think, I, I think probably the most terrifying, potentially the most terrifying one is, is you know, doesn't, doesn't anyone remember watching um, the Terminator movies? You know, everyone talks about Skynet. And, I mean, even Elon Musk, um, you know, talks about, you know, um, the, the, the worries of, of allowing AI to go too far. But actually, what, what I think what alarms me the most about these things and any any form of computer modeling and also and I'm going to approach blockchain as well right, is that it's only as good as the as you know a computer's a machine right and yes and yes it can be taught to learn but, but, but you know it's only as good as as, as, as the input and what worries me, I suppose, about technology the most is is is, is the, the human intervention that can take place. And, and if that can be guarded against, then and, and, and therefore, you know, the technology be safeguarded, then then I think it's it's a, it's an incredibly important thing. Now I'll give you going to the blockchain part, again, it's the same situation. I think that. You know, if you're looking at provenance as one example, I mean, if 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 you've put some, if somebody's reliant solely on a blockchain record to say, well, that's authentic, well then, what if it's just the box that's on the blockchain? You know, 
it's easy. That's got that's got a, an iPhone ear, you know, earpiece instead of a um, a packet of Smith, right? But the box is on the blockchain, therefore it's real. Uh, getting into into dark areas, so you need to make sure that what's being put in the box is real. <laughs> that what you're scanning is real, that, that, that it's not contaminated. You know, there are lots of different stages. Now, all, that, all of that can be achieved, but it's, I, I, I would suggest that that requires a combination of different technologies. And that's yes, something that I'm, 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 a, I'm a, you know, a major thing. But equally, it doesn't, allow, it doesn't excuse us to lose the sense of our own judgment. You know, if you are consistently being bombarded by, you know, hate messages, well, it's presumably because at some point curiosity has got you and gone, let's see what these people are talking about. And then suddenly some algorithm somewhere say, oh, he must be or she must be or they must be interested in that. And then suddenly you get bombarded. I mean, we all know about the... The anecdotes of friends saying, oh, I was just talking about a trip to Barbados. I wasn't online. And then suddenly I keep getting hit by advertisements for Barbados. You know, they're, they're, they're a, you know and, and, and therefore bad actors do get in. So we, we, all I'm saying is, is that we just need to be careful about blindly accepting everything. Yes. Um, you know, if, that, if I that, yeah, if I can add to that, uh, what James is saying is this, you know, technology development is a very, very meaningful and very, very useful. As we have these technologies, uh, it is very important for us to have a real quality to embrace it. That quality is to have awareness of nowness. With the awareness of nowness, anything that we have in front of us is going to enhance our lives and it's going to benefit so many people. And these technologies, if we can use properly, we will be able to guide masses in a such a way that we will be able to truly bring peace and happiness and we'll be able to truly free from suffering that people are going through because at the end of the day, our mind is capable of finding real clarity. When we are able to achieve real clarity, we are able to free ourselves from all the difficult situations and the sufferings, and that is caused by our discursive thoughts. So here, as far as I'm concerned, it is very important for us all to take responsibility very seriously when we are developing these technologies to use by the masses is truly see how we are able to activate everyone's intelligence as they are playing games or they are you know, online or they are doing metaverse or whatever. How we are able to truly value our human intelligence in such a way by believing in the goodness of our nature if we are able to bring the message. I think we are going to be able to enrich everyone through these technologies, which I see very powerful. And uh, we are able to truly empower everyone by empowering this technology 
kind of tools that we have. It is very important for us not to become the slave of these technologies. We should be able to use these to serve us, to enhance our way of living, which I think we as responsible leaders have real duty here to truly make sure that we are not involving in this for very small temporary gain to ourselves, for our own luxury or profit or anything like that. Instead, I think we have to be socially responsible and leading the world and especially leading our children and grandchildren and great, great grandchildren who will be applying this technology more than any of us will be ever able to use it. So even the developers today may not be able to use it as much as our great, great grandchildren will be able to use it. Therefore, we have to have a far-sighted approach to truly lead and truly share and truly bring about the knowledge and wisdom that they need to face their thoughts, emotions, and feelings, and circumstances, and neighbors, and people around the world. I think this is something we need to really take it very seriously. And we need to truly develop this in the technologies, AI or blockchain and whatever it is in a such important way. So this is where I feel I have so much to contribute in you know, developing these things. So I am really involving with many other technology groups to see how we can truly make sure we're able to bring something and that is going to change everyone's way of thinking and way of being, where they're able to truly see the clear light in every way where they are not left in the darkness. I love it. I love it. Um, so you mentioned emotions. I have a, it's probably my last question, or no, no two more. Um, why is participating in life with a pure and generous heart that's free from a personal agenda, um, a spirit that will gender peace, harmony, tolerance, and mutual understanding? You see, what I realize is that we all are born with natural intelligence. We are born with the quality to really shine because the energy flow that is continuing here right now is unobstructed. So after all, we are magical display of energy. We are nothing but the energy. And this energy is pure if we are able to truly then naturally embrace it, naturally relate to it, without trying to condition it, without trying to make something out of it without trying to involve in a dualistic way, which dualistic way meaning self and other as a separate. So when we are separating in this way, we are not able to truly feel the real feelings that we all have for living well, living fully. So when we have generosity, when we have compassion, when we have awareness, we are able to truly celebrate our life. And we are not only able to celebrate our lives, we're able to celebrate everyone's lives and everyone benefits from us. Like a sun shining. When the sun shining, there's no limit to the light that is providing, there's no biasness. Sun can dispel any darkness, anywhere it is shining and the sun is shining everywhere. There's no place sun is not shining. 
even here in the right now in the Kathmandu, Nepal, it's the evening, but sun is shining, but we are not facing the sun. Therefore, we are not getting the light of the sun, right? So sun's quality is like our innate essence where we have truly potential to shine everywhere. And that is to be generous. When you're generous, you are free from weakness. You are able to gain strength where you are free from attachment to anything. When you're free from attachment to anything, including material, we are free, we are independent. At that moment, we have potential to celebrate life fully. We have potential to truly actualize our true purpose. So that's why this is very important for us to truly acknowledge that there is a better way to live than our habituated selfish way and conditional way. True way of living is by freeing ourselves in the moment in a such a way that we are able to relish each and every moment in a such a complete way as if there is no next moment. James, what do you think? Um, I, I'm rather, I would rather dread you ask me that question. I, I, I think His Eminence answered it perfectly well on both of our behalves, actually. Awesome. So um, I said I had two more questions. So um, why does the world need now more than ever before, I was talking about earlier about the um, peace sanctuary, right? A sacred space for healing and reconciliation and your vision that you talked about this whole time. How can we how can we achieve that when there's so much change over the last you know hundred years and the dominance of different countries and stuff where things are changing? Um, how can they how can they achieve that and and join you in that in that sacred space? James, you want to take that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, look, I mean, I, I think that I think that you just need to take one look around you. I mean, it's nobody in their right mind would have thought for a second that you know Europe could be engulfed in another war. You know, and, and actually, it's not just Europe. You know, it's it's ongoing conflict on the Gaza Strip, ongoing conflict in the Yemen, ongoing conflict in Sudan, ongoing conflict everywhere. Um, and then, you know, badly, badly played out um, social media rants that lead to, you know, hate and division and all the rest of it. You know, it, it's, it's, it's there, it's visible, it's, it's tangible and it's, but, you know, if, if I had a penny for every time I heard somebody, I, you know, saying I fear for my children in this world that we live, then I'd have had enough money to give all of my money to build a peace sanctuary. You get me? It's 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 all around. And uh, you know, and I, I mean, I've you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not likely to have children, uh, but I've got nephews and nieces, and 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 I and I am, you know, I do worry about you know the world that we're leaving behind, and 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 I'm talking about actually from the point of view of man because I can tell you one thing that I do absolutely know and that is if there was no human beings left on this planet the earth would repair itself very very quickly and really not miss us at all so you know when we're talking about you know preserving life we're actually just talking about humankind aren't we we're talking about the preservation of us well 
if if we only really deserve to be allowed to survive if 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 we can actually change our ways a bit. I would have thought, you know, and being kind, being compassionate, and being, you know, giving somebody a smile, giving somebody the benefit of the doubt doesn't cost anyone anything. But you know, unfortunately, as his eminence said, you know, um, the economic engines of the world drive on conflict. They all of that, you know, it's uh, it's it's part of the human condition in a sense. Um, it doesn't have to be, um, and and then maybe, maybe, maybe you know a whole bunch of peace-loving people who who um, <laughs> who lose their ability to defend themselves may get wiped out. You know who knows? There are horrible people in the world. So, but if if the overwhelming if the overwhelming impetus is that we want, you know, in other words, make peace more fashionable than war. What better rallying cry than that? If 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 it's cool to be peaceful, then it's not cool to, by definition, it's not cool to do war. You know, so you're you're the you know you're the bully in the room. Go away, box off, go go. But you know, it just takes one lunatic with a finger on a button, and you know we're all gone anyway. But guess what? The world will be just fine without us. But let's try and do something to preserve what we've got you know we're an incredible incredible species with a huge amount of, 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 of capability of, of, of for kindness and compassion you know hopefully we, we we come out of this good right but but that doesn't change the fact that even i or you or, or even i'm sure Rimshay might get angry sometimes and and again that is innate you know there's a very famous you know um, author whether you agree with him or not called Richard Dawkins he wrote a book called The Selfish Gene you know it's the fight or flight thing I mean ultimately we can all become you know people um, if we are in danger or if we could perceive that we're in danger and, and then perception is a thing of the mind anyway so you know I don't know I'm not I'm not qualified other than just you know my own experiences <clears throat> But I would think that you know more than now than ever, we can see we we have the ability to disseminate what is fundamentally good and what is fundamentally bad. It's it's the it's the irritating bullies in the room that get the loudest and get the noisiest and get the most attention. But you know, there's no reason why we can't make something good out of what we've got. So I mean, that's just where I come from. <laughs> Yes, uh, you know, I see that uh, we, you know, all human beings born here in this world, not necessarily to conquer other or other continent or other country. And uh, by conquering other country and other people's the country or territory, uh, we are not necessarily fulfilling our in a responsibility. If we are here to conquer anything, we are here to conquer our mind. When we are able to conquer our mind, I think we are able to conquer whole world. And uh, to find peace now more than ever is needed because look at the statistics. And today, 
of how many people are killing themselves and jumping from the 50th floor in a skyscraper house or jumping from the bridge in the ocean, how many people are killing by gun in the schools and the banks and the nightclubs? Why this are happening? Because these people are not able to have ways to control and conquer their mind, ways to have no chance to be themselves. So they are lost. They are not able to experience peace. So I think we have to think in our way when we are chasing after our own goal to gain material and power and fame alone, we will be sleepless at night. We won't be able to really celebrate our life. When we are free from these negativities which controlling us like a greed, I think we are able to truly find real contentment within. At that time, we are able to find real richness within. So this is the reason that we should see that we need peace now more than ever. Not only peace outside in the world, as James mentioned, which is very important, but peace within each and everyone's mind and in everyone's life is very, very important. Once we are able to conquer our mind, we will be able to conquer everything that is there effortlessly. And that is where this peace sanctuary must serve humanity to encourage a real most valuable way to live life and celebrate life and honor and respect everyone as a breathing being. As much as you want happiness, everyone else wants happiness. So if you cannot help anyone, you have no right whatsoever to hurt anyone. On that theme, if we are able to live, we found integrity in our being. Man with integrity is the real man. One is free from weaknesses and insecurity. Man with integrity is like that. <laughs> I really like that a lot. Thank you. Um, so I wanna thank, I want to thank you both, and I also want to thank Fundeep uh, for joining me today on the Crypto Hipster Podcast. It's been amazing, a conversation. I love talking to both of you. And I have one final question, and that's an easy one. Is that can, how can people find out more information about each of you, about the Peace Sanctuary, about your event in Hollywood? How can they do any of that? Well, I always say to everyone, what you see is what you get. And there's nothing much more profound you know, things to find out about me, <laughs> except, you know, you know, everything that I, you know, share with everyone. I keep saying to people, and I feel this very strongly, message is more important than a messenger. As far as I'm concerned, I don't take myself very seriously as a big leader or big thought-provoking scholar or anything like that. I am simply living my life to the best of my ability, live freely, find ways to celebrate our lives, whichever way, whenever possible. So this is how I feel I am, a simple person who is struggling to live freely and encouraging everyone to live freely to the best of their ability. And of course, I was born in the Himalayas. I was born in and this spiritual family from the Himalayas. And I was born with a silver spoon in mouth, so to speak, in a spiritual tradition. 
and I had a good fortune to live in the West for half of my life and half of my life in the East. So I am a bridge between East and West, modern and ancient. And I am a bridge between the spiritual and modern technology, so to speak. So I am here truly to serve humanity in whatever way possible. And if anybody wants to know me, please know me as someone who you can ask any help that I can give to lead you on a spiritual journey, leave you for a deeper purpose, a more meaningful purpose. I'm not necessarily saying that I have all the answers, but whatever way that I feel is genuine, I would like to share with everyone and that's who I am. And I think technically the question was also how do they find out more? So I think that's, is it peace site? What's the, what is the yeah. URL? I think was, I think peace, might be the question. Yeah, peacesanctuary.org is the you know, website that we have and which we have extensive information there. And I would like everybody to visit peacesanctuary.org and even the Peace Sanctuary is, I think, now going to be the word that everybody around the world and should be hearing and should be relating to. And this is where we can have much more connection. And I would like to see we have much more interactions to bring these resources in the mainstream so that people are able to truly enrich themselves. And in terms of in terms of seeing a little bit more about the jade, um, jadecity.io, jadevault.com, um, and then in terms of uh, uh, city am, so cityam.com forward slash crypto. And uh, if anyone wants to email, I'm I'm James at cityam.com. There you go. Awesome. And also for the you know, crypto and NFT and blockchain. And we have a new company called OneMind. So OneMind.com. OneMind.com? Dot com. Yeah, but how do you, is, is it dub, is it O-N-E mind or is it OneMind? How, how is it? O-N-E mind. OneMind.com. Okay, there you go. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen, very much for your time today. Oh, hang on a minute. Fenekia. Don't forget Fenekia. Yeah. Okay. Fenekia.com. So F I N E U I A.com. Fenekia.com. Thank you. Thank you very much. Got it. Have one. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure.